0: We are celebrating today the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ, Corpus Christi. We are celebrating that he established this most holy sacrament of the altar. So let's dive into some aspects of this mystery. The the first one I would like to mention is the permanent presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, the fact that he stays in the Eucharist beyond the Mass. You might have heard of Richard Dawkins, he's one of the most preeminent exponents of the philosophical movement called the New Atheism. So he wrote this book called The God Delusion, You you might have heard about it, became famous for a while, and anyways in his Twitter account he likes to make mocking comments on religion and on April 11th of this year he posted, I'm reading. Roman Catholics are required to believe that communion wine actually is literally the blood of Christ, and the wafer literally is his blood, his body, not symbolically, but literally, not a metaphor, but literally. That way madness lies. At very least, it's a pernicious abuse of language. So that is his Twitter post. And... It's not surprising that an atheist might be shocked to learn that we believe what we believe about the Eucharist. It is a pretty shocking faith, to be honest. And many other atheists commented on that, saying, yeah, crazy, right? They they believe that. But what was surprising is some of the the answers that he received from Catholics or from ex-Catholics, trying to somehow rebuke him or, or contradict him. So let's listen to some of them. I'm reading now. One says, as an ex-Catholic, I can confirm that this isn't true. All Catholics I knew believed it was either a metaphor or a spiritual thing. Another one said, cannibalism. I was raised Catholic. Nobody believed it was actually blood or flesh. We knew it was grape juice and stale crackers. Another says, actually, Catholic teaching is that the physical form is symbolic. It is symbolic, true symbol. The presence is sacramental, not physical presence. Study theology first, he says, to Dawkins. And this is the last one. He says, I am a Roman Catholic, and what you have just said, it's wrong, capital letters. It is a reenactment of the Last Supper and what Jesus was witness to have said. It's also a reference to the Holy Spirit. This is my body. It's the remembrance that is important. The bread and wine are symbolic of the torture Jesus went through. It's to give thanks. Every time we partake in Holy Communion, we are remembering that Jesus gave up his life for our redemption. Yeah, it's symbolic. We don't see it as flesh and blood. We are remembering him, he concludes, he or she. Don't you want to cry? That these are the the answers that Catholics are trying to offer this, this atheist. What do we believe about the Holy Sacrament? Well, we believe that Jesus is in the Eucharist. Really, literally, with his body with his blood, this is with his whole risen humanity, with his humanity and with his divinity. And we believe that once the mass is celebrated, as long as the species of bread and wine are there, his holy presence is also there in a real way. And you know the church has a theological term that I think is important to to understand. For, for this particular truth, and it's the transubstantiation. Have you ever heard of that word? I'm sure you did. Transubstantiation. It seems very difficult, but it's not really. All it says is that the accidents, this is the color, the flavor, the appearance, the weight, the smell, are those of bread and wine. But the substance, the essence, what it really is, is the Lord. The risen Christ. So yes, it tastes, tastes like wine or like bread. Smells like wine or like bread. It seems like wine or bread. But we believe that something happened. A miracle happened there. For which the essence of that what we are seeing is the risen Lord really present in the Eucharist. With the words body and blood, we are not referring as a body part. You know, the blood is a part of our body. So Jesus used those words not in that sense, but in the sense that he would be all complete in behind each one of the pieces, but with the blood he referred to his death that he was going to offer to us. And with the body he referred to his life that he was going to offer to us as well. So with his body he... Feeds us, He connects us with His life, and with His blood He cleanses us from our sins with His death. So we do believe this. It is pretty amazing. It is to be shocked. We believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is really present in the Eucharist, and because of this we purify so carefully the cups so that no particle of his body or drop of his blood will be left with due respect. Because of this, when Hermogenes dropped the, the you know, the, host the other day, we all panicked because we believe that this is not just a cracker or, a, or a something symbolic. We believe that Jesus is really present there. And because of this, we reserve the consecrated hosts in the tabernacle. And we can come and we can kneel before the tabernacle and we can pray whenever we want. And because of it, we have this sense of sacredness in church, in the Catholic church. Because of this, we reserve it and also we can take it to the sick, to the homebound, to the imprisoned. We We believe that the Lord stays even beyond the mass. But there's another aspect of this mystery that I want to touch, and it's the the amazing fact that we receive communion. We actually eat his flesh and drink his blood. So what is the meaning of this action and the result of this action? What do we mean by that? So to clarify one of the responses that we heard, true, we are not cannibals. We do not eat a dead corpse, a cadaver, right? We receive under the appearance of bread and wine, the risen Lord. We receive him inside. As we swallow the host, the host, our hearts are united to Jesus' heart in a way that is, well, is both physical and spiritual. It's not only a spiritual thing. It's a mystery, but it's something really powerful that we receive him. Inside, we are connected like with him like the vine and the branches in that moment more than ever. So let's take a look at the readings today. They might shed light on this mystery. The first one, we read that Moses, quote, related all the words and ordinances of the Lord. They all answered with one voice, we will do everything that the Lord has told us. So Moses came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments. He read those commandments to them, and they said amen to that word. They said, we will fulfill this. We will embrace it. We, We accept it. And because of that, a covenant was celebrated. They were going to be his people, and he was going to be their God. And as such, as the people of God, they committed to abide by the law, to accept and to live by those teachings and regulation. As an expression of that covenant, of that pact between God and his people, read, Moses took half of the blood of these bulls and put it in large bowls. The other half he splashed on the altar then he took the blood and sprinkled it on the people, saying, this is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words of his. The blood of sacrifice bull was splashed on the altar and then sprinkled on the people, expressing that as a fruit of that covenant, they were one, one God with one people. There was one life, one divine life, symbolically then represented by the blood of the bulls. Let's try to picture that. Imagine that I splash this with blood and then I come through the eye and sprinkle you. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? We cannot deny the expressiveness of that hap- what happened that day to seal this covenant between the people and God. Liturgy Even the Old Testament, even the primitive liturgies involved more than just words. More than just me preaching to you or you trying to listen. Something happened. Something that was beyond the words. A sacrifice is offered. Blood is shed. Something takes place. God comes down, so to say. The other day I was in a funeral in a Presbyterian church. And it was very good. We were saying, you know, we were honoring this woman that passed away. She was a very good Christian. And you know, there were hymns and prayers and speeches. And all was good. We sang. But I was waiting for something to happen. After all was said and expressed, it was over. And I thought to myself, if this is it, this is it. When is God coming down? It's just us praying to God. The Old Testament liturgy was very powerful, very expressive, but it was only a shadow, only an image of what was going to be fulfilled in Christ. What Christ brought is much more powerful Let's listen to the second reading. Christ entered once for all into the sanctuary, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls can sanctify those who are defiled when they're sprinkled, how much more will the blood of Christ cleanse our consciences from dead works to worship the living God? It's not the blood. Of bulls or rams. It's the blood of the of Jesus. So we have a higher law than the one of Moses. Brought down not from the mountain, but from the words of Jesus. From the, if you want the the Mount of the Beatitudes. It's the gospel. We hear the gospel every Sunday. The words and ordinances of Jesus are proclaimed and preached. And as a result of that, we say, Amen. We say, I Will abide by this word. I will do my best to put into practice the gospel. And then we recite our, the creed, and we so we confirm that, and we offer ourselves in the offertory with the bread and the wine, and we enter into this new covenant made by Jesus Christ on the cross. The cross. That is why sometimes we decide not to receive communion. By the way. Or we shouldn't receive communion because we recognize that we haven't lived by the gospel. We haven't been faithful to the covenant. We haven't done our best to be consistent with that powerful pact or covenant that is celebrated with the body and blood of Jesus. And we restrain them. We realize I have to go to confession. I have to be purified before I receive the Lord because I have not lived as I should have. As a result, we're not sprinkled with the, with the blood of bulls, but we eat the body of Jesus and receive his blood. We are filled with divine life. So it's, it's much better. It's not something exterior that, you know, that sprinkles our, our clothes. It's something interior that transforms us from within. And it's not something that happened 2,000 years ago only. It happened on the cross, for sure, but something that is renewed every time we come to Mass because the Lord is alive. So that same love and commitment and forgiveness and mercy that was offered to the world that day on, on the cross is renewed for us when we come to Mass. The Lord sheds, renews his shedding of his blood, his giving of his body for us. And this new covenant is celebrated so that love with which that moved God to, make, to, be, to be incarnated, to be with us, that moved him to the cross is renewed and offered each time we come to mass. So this is really transformative. We receive Jesus inside We are connected with him. The new covenant is renewed for us. And we say, amen, to live in that way. And we are nurtured and strengthened by his body and blood. We need to come to mass, for sure. I think that is why Cardinal Gregory, along with many other bishops, lifted the COVID dispensation to not come to mass. He's saying, Catholics, back to to mass. Sure, we have COVID. It was an extraordinary thing, but enough. We really need this. It's not the same to watch it through internet. Because what is happening is happening here. And as we are physically present, we are benefited in a special way from what is happening on the altar and then of course we can receive communion okay we will continue now. now I encourage you to say amen to the truth of his holy presence in the most blessed sacrament he stayed so that we could adore him so that we could pray before him so that we could have this consolation of knowing that God abides among his people in a physical presence, so that we can bring him to the ones who cannot come. In his craziness, if this is a maybe not a, a irreverent, he's, he's, cra- he, he's crazy of love for us. He invented this way of staying with us and within us that is renewed every week, every day actually. So that we, even as a a whole, as a people, we can come and receive it individually for each one of us. Think about this. I, as a priest, give you the body of Christ in the mouth or in your hand. Isn't that amazing? The body of Christ, the body of Christ. And you say amen. And then you receive it. Let's not take it for granted.